Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I am your host, David Huffeld, and today we are going to talk about a really important topic. It can be your sales superpower, and it's probably not what you think it is, because today we are going to talk about something that can not only improve your sales, it can change your life, and it's called consistency. Consistency is the most neglected superpower that you and I have access to. Now, what do I mean by that? I want to talk about this powerful idea in three ways we can apply it. Number one, consistency in focus and in effort. What do I mean by that? Let's say you want to improve in an area like dealing with objection. Okay, so you've identified that. What we often fall into the trap of doing is one of two things. Number one, we either read a book about objections or an article or you listen to a podcast like this, all of which can be really, really good and foundational. And we say, okay, I have an understanding of what this individual thinks about objections. I'm good now. Just because you read it or you hear me demonstrate something doesn't mean you can do it. Second thing we often do is we tackle a topic like objections, but we do it in an hour. And then we move on as if nothing happened. And most of the time, not much does. Might be some minor improvement with that. But what I want to challenge you with today is consistency, not tackling something like dealing with objections just once, but doing it over an extended period of time. And it doesn't have to be a long period of time. Maybe something like objections is something you focus on for a week. And instead of doing it for an hour or two on a Saturday morning, I want you to think about doing it for 20 or 30 minutes a day for a week. That's going to do a lot more. Why does it make such a difference? When you have consistency of focus and effort over even a short period of time like a week, you got to recognize something. The way our brains work is that much of what's going on in our brains is behind the scenes. In other words, we are consciously aware of only a little bit. So when you're thinking about objections and you're reading about them or you're strategizing or better ways to handle some of those common objections that you face, you're contemplating it and you're aware of it. But when you're done, when you devote yourself to a particular topic over an extended period of time, what happens then is your brain is far more likely to also be processing that information below the level of consciousness. In fact, that's where most influence occurs. You and I, when we're being influenced, we're not aware of it. We're not like, you know, that is influencing me or boy, that sign really influenced me or that commercial or that TV show or that person or that statement. It's below the level of consciousness. We're not even aware how it's influencing us. We don't even think about it. In other words, this is why, too, many people say, and you may have had this experience as well, that when they're wrestling with a challenge or a problem and then they go for a walk or they take a shower and while they're not even focusing on the problem, all of a sudden, boom, an idea pops into their head and they go, well, that's going to be a game changer. That's exactly how I want to deal with this situation or challenge or problem. So what caused that? Because below the level of consciousness, their brain was processing that information and then they became aware of it only at the end when you leverage the power of consistency in your focus and in your effort. Think of it almost as 
your brain and the thought process you have regarding, let's say, objections again. If you do it over a week, when you're consciously thinking about it, that is like the tip of the iceberg that's peering out of the water. But where is most of the iceberg? It's underneath the water. That's below the level of consciousness, right? So you're processing this. And what you're going to find is when you deal with a topic like objections for a week, you're going to find that you're going to have some breakthroughs on day four, five, six, seven. Why? Because it's going to compound because you're training your brain. Hey, this matters to me. And your brain's going to be processing this even when you're not consciously thinking about it. Now, when I say focus and effort, let me make sure we're on the same page with that as well. Focus is listening to a podcast like this, reading a book, strategizing on how can I better answer this objection, right? That's good, but it's not enough. We also need to put some effort in as well. Effort, I mean, I want you to practice too. In sales, it's about execution, not just knowledge. There are a lot of people who know what to do, but they can't do it. So they can tell others, hey, do this or that, but they can't do it themselves because they haven't trained that part of your brain. It's like riding a bike, right? The old analogy that you can show a child how to ride a bike. Here's the handlebars. Here's the seat. Here's the pedals. The child goes, got it. Makes sense. Cognitively, they understand it. You put them on the bike. What happens? They can't stay up. We have to train the whole other part of the brain how to balance. Same is true when it comes to selling. So if you're dealing with a topic, let's just stay with what we've been talking about objections. I want you to use as your foundation podcasts like this or a book. I can recommend two of them, The Science of Selling and Sell More with Science, uh, great books that both deal with this. But let's say you do read Sell More with Science, which is always a good idea. And in chapter five, reframing, I show how to reframe some big objections like your price is too high. If you read that, and that's good, but that's not enough. That doesn't mean that you can execute on that. So now you want to practice that as well. So you have that foundation, but that foundation is what's going to allow you to be effective. And when you look at creativity from a scientific perspective, the most creative people in skill-based professions like selling are not just some creative genius who good idea just pops into his or her head at random times. No, they focus on what they put into their mind. And that's what inspires that creativity, that output they get. In other words, they're putting a lot of information in and that's the foundation. And then the creativity comes based on that foundation. I mean, you gotta, gotta have a foundation for that creativity. People who don't read, people that don't learn are not creative in skill-based professions. You need to be putting in. In other words, what you get out is based on what you put in. So you want to be laser focused on consistency. What area do you want to improve in? Are you tackling that once or are you doing it consistently? Because you and I vastly overestimate what we can accomplish in an afternoon and we vastly underestimate what we can accomplish in six months, a year or two. You can change your life in almost any area in a year. And the good news is, as I remember someone telling me many years ago, that year is going to pass either way. The question is, what kind of person will you be at the end of it? And what can you do today? Number two, I want to focus you on is consistency in your sales process. Now, what do I mean there? You want to be able to be nimble. You want to be flexible in your sales process so you can customize it to the group or individual that you're talking to. But you also want to have a sales process. In other words, you want to have a framework. You want to have steps you go through. If you find that some days you do these things and other days you do those things, that's a problem. Why? A consistency in your process 
is what is going to produce consistency in your results. An inconsistent sales process produces inconsistent results. So when I work with salespeople and they were selling well, but now they're not, what do we look for? What have they changed? Because they've always changed something. They often don't even realize what they've changed because they do it slowly over an extended period of time. And before you know it, they're way outside of the parameters of the process they got when they started with the company, for example, versus where they are now. And then you want to bring them back to that process as your baseline. You want to be flexible. You want to be able to customize your execution of the process for the unique buyer that you're talking to or unique group of buyers. But let's get real. You still want to have a sales process. If you don't, you will not have consistent results. And even if your company doesn't provide you with a documented sales process, which by the way, I think would be a mistake, but let's say they don't provide that to you. You need to take responsibility and say, okay, what is my sales process? I want to formalize something for me. That way, if I'm not getting the results that I want, I can tweak things and then have the consistent outcome. And that way, when you get to that high level you want to be at, you can stay there. Third way you and I can use consistency as our superpower is recognizing that all of us, including those we sell to, have an innate desire to be consistent with what we think and say. It's something ingrained within us. Why? Just think about it. People that are inconsistent, they say one thing and they do the opposite. What do we call them? Hypocrites, liars, having no integrity. All of these are bad. We do not like when people say one thing and do another, we don't respect it. We don't like it. We don't trust people that do that. So all of us have that desire. So my question for you is, are you enabling your buyers to be consistent in the sales process? I want you to leverage second level assessment questions throughout the sale. So you can inspire your potential clients to think through and verbally respond to the value that you're sharing. Why? That helps them not only process that value, but now they're going to be consistent with it. In other words, if I'm presenting some value and I say, you know, I'd love to get your feedback on, based on A, B, and C, how do you think those would positively impact your organization if you had them? Now they're going to think about it. And let's say they go, you know, I think for us, David, A would be the most impactful because of this and that. I'm not sure about B and C would also be a, a big advantage because of this and this and that. Now I could do a number of things. I could help clarify some things they might not have understood. If I didn't communicate something effectively, I could correct that right then. Or I could just allow them to sell me on how great my product or service is for them because that's kind of what they're doing, right? As they're kind of sharing the value that I would provide to them and they're thinking through it, and verbally responding to it, but now they need to be consistent with that. So now the rest of the decision-making process, they have this desire to be consistent with what they just shared. In other words, I'm helping them think through, in this case, the value I'm sharing. Not only are they gonna benefit from that because they, now they really understand. And if you ever tried to sell someone something and you go, this is exactly what they need, but they don't get that. Well, why is that? That's your fault, right? That's you. You're not creating a context that is allowing them to understand the value. And you're probably not using these kind of questions. But when you do, now they need to be consistent with that. In other words, let's say I'm presenting about a solution. And at the end of it, uh, we've talked about it. And I say, I'd love to get your feedback on all the things we've talked about. 
And I know you see value in much of it that we've discussed already today. But do you feel looking at the entire solution I've laid out, do you feel that this is the right one for your organization that it would really solve this issue that you mentioned you were dealing with? And now they're going to say, if they say no, I can find out where I miss them. If they say, yeah, I think it actually in one, David. But now they need to be consistent with that. What did I just do? We just advanced one step closer to the buying decision because that was a key commitment. And think of those little commitments as the building blocks of the entire sale. So my question to you is, are you leveraging the power of consistency when you're selling to your potential client? Are you inspiring them to share information that now will help them through the buying process because they'll want to be consistent with it? And this is a great way to serve people because making a buying decision is very challenging. And people are often very leery of it. And as you help them think through it, it makes it easier for them. So it's not something you do to someone. It's something you do with and for them. People benefit from this because making a buying decision is hard. And even if it's the right decision, many times people reject it. Why? Because of how it was presented to them. They don't see all the benefits. And that is on us as salespeople. So leverage the principle of consistency. It is your superpower when you use it when you're selling, inspiring buyers to be consistent, when you're having a consistency in your sales process and execution of it. And then finally, when you're consistent in your focus and efforts on improvement, it will radically transform your results. So right now, what I want you to do is I want you to think about one area based on what we've talked about today, that you can begin to leverage the power of consistency more because this is your superpower. Are you leveraging it? And how could you do it better? I want you right now to think of one way you can leverage consistency more. Maybe it's over the next week, you're going to work on a certain part of your process, or maybe it's something more personal than that. You want to work on your health and you're going to go to the gym numerous times throughout the week or you want to formalize your sales process to make sure you're consistently executing it within that same framework. Or maybe it's you want to inspire your buyers to be more consistent. Whatever that is for you, I want you to think about it. And I want you to say it out loud right now. Very good. Now I want you to take action on it. I want you to think about when am I going to act on this? What activity or behavior am I going to do and when? I mean, talking about day and time, research shows you are 300% more likely to do that activity or behavior when you schedule it. That's what science says. So we want to leverage that in our favor. So what are you waiting for? Use consistency as your superpower, because when you do, you will improve your sales and you'll improve your life as well. Get out there, use consistency, and then go sell something. I'll see you next time.